Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, people, welcome to Pop Collaborate and Listen. Oh, we've had a really good week this week. I've been enjoying all of the feedback from the Alita Adams episode. Uh, yeah, we didn't love that record, truth be told. Uh, we're back this week with another record for you. We're going to be listening uh, to the uh, the Chris Rear album. It's called Aubage. It's nothing to do with aubergines. It means in. You'll find out more later. Uh, it's quite a surprising episode, actually. I mean, no one was more surprised than me. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by On The Edge Comedy. On The Edge Comedy is Brighton's best new act, new material night taking place on the first and third Fridays of every month. We've got great headliners for you all the way till Christmas. Uh, six pounds, you can find tickets on We Got Tickets. Follow us on Facebook, On The Edge Comedy. Uh, follow us on Twitter, although we hardly ever post. Uh, there is an Instagram. We're rubbish at all of the social medias, but the show happens every two weeks so do come along and enjoy it uh what's been going on in my life uh just trying to adjust to the world of uh not having a job anymore it's interesting my days are are uh, without any structure at the moment i'm not going to be uh i'm not going to be uh, breaking any records for productivity soon but i'm going to get on top of that shit guys anyway um without any further ado i'm going to crack on with this episode hope you enjoy it uh see you next time Welcome to episode six of Pop Collaborate and Listen Season Two. Uh, my name is Dave Fensom. I'm Christopher Greer, and we are here to uncover another classic record. We've had a weird run so far, in 1991, right? We have. I mean, this, like you said, this is the sixth episode. Yeah, and I'd say five of those yeah. have been pretty duff. Basically. Yeah, I would. I would say so, man. I'd yeah. say so. And we, you know, we, as we always say, we are trying to find positive things to say. We ha- yeah. have had some feedback that says, uh, you know, maybe they're more fun when we do enjoy the records. Sometimes I imagine they probably are. Yeah, um, we're trying, guys. But we got we. The, the point of this journey is we got to take what it gives us now. Mm. What have we got this week? Well, this week, so we are into March of 1991. March. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're again we're kind of speeding through because we're all one week. So we're getting through, but. This is another one that was only for one week, and it's Chris Rea's Auberge album. Auberge. Auberge. Like, like aubergine. Well, yes, one might think that. Apparently, it's a French word for in. So the word in, aubergine in. means in, in. In, in gene. <laughs> yeah. In, in. In, 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 ein. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that yeah. means. But anyway, yeah, so okay, well, it's a song about a French in. Yeah. As I say, we always try and get these things open mind. I've got to say to you, like, yeah. my experience with Chris Rea... I've I wouldn't consider myself a fan. Okay, what would you if you had to name you know 
a Chris Rea song off the top of your head. What strings bones? Driving home for Christmas. It's the, okay, sure. It's, it's a, a Christmas, Christmas song. song yeah. yeah. There's obviously the old the old joke uh, from the eighties, which is mm. if New Order mixed with Club Nouveau, the band would be called New Club. Oh right, sure. But then if what would happen if Chris Rea mixed with Dire Straits? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that was the that yeah, was absolutely. the. Rear, rear, rear dar. But, um, <laughs> Chris Straits. Yeah, exactly. Chris Straits. But so that was that, you know, that's kind of my knowledge of it. I've I always see, thought okay. of him as very dad rock. Oh, sure. I do remember. I mean, I, I think the one I remember most, I before going for Driving for Christmas, I would go for Let's Dance. I remember that quite well. From, yeah. Well, that was, that was on, or something. Well, that was on Hits Tape Six. That's why right. You oh, that would be right. No, I would say Road to Nowhere as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, no, it, Road to Hell. Road to Hell, yeah. that's it. Road to Nowhere being the talking oh, head yes. song, which is not to be confused. Well, certainly not. Okay, so look, uh, as we always do, we start with the album cover of this. Sure, okay. Uh, this is uh, an, it's, it's like an oil painting yeah. of a, a road, a country road with a sports car on it. A very specific sports car. Yeah. It's a yeah. Caterham Super 7. I, can, I know that because I, my dad used to have a Dutton Phaeton, which is a kit car version of it. And is this kind of a, a well-known... Yes, like sports car then. It's oh, a, K- K- Caterham 7 is a fairly famous, a famous sports car of, of its type. Yeah. It's all right, okay. It's a fairly dead on oil painting of it. Now, this yeah. to me, this looks like a birthday card from a friend of the family. Oh, that is very, very good. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's like, yeah. Like your mum's friend, who you may or may not call auntie, but definitely isn't your auntie, uh-huh. sends you a card at Christmas and it says, happy birthday in slightly gold letters, and it's got this picture on the front of it. It's yeah. it's a generic... We should point out that your birthday is at Christmas for that, well, by well, the way. Well, that is true, yeah. But this is, this is like a fucking generic card that you buy someone who you vaguely know what their genitals look like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. It, it is. It's almost like one you get in a multi-pack. And this is exactly. this is for oh, well, I don't really know them that well. This'll do. It's either this or it's uh, someone striking a goal into the back of the net. Okay, sure. Well yeah. well done, boy. You like the ball. <laughs> yeah. That's that's very, very on point. I like that. Yeah, comparison. so 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 straight away I'm like, okay, we are we are like the, I've got two words in my brain for this, uh-huh. and it's top gear. Well, this is exactly the. Th- whenever I think of Chris Rea, I do think of driving rock. You know, yeah. it's the sort of thing you would buy for your dad on Father's Day, playing gets played in the car. Well, and this is ostensibly an album about him driving his car. Well, it, as well. It, it, this this car that he has, this whatever it is. Um, What's it called again? Caterham 7. Caterham 7. It comes up a few times. Yeah. Uh, it's mentioned. Driving is mentioned. And the car is in all of the videos for the singles yeah. on this, this album. And, well. you know, it's very, there's a very much, there's a theme of equating driving, open road freedom, kind of, it's like almost a libertarianism th- theme sure. throughout. We are in, you know, quite Clarkson-y territory here. Right, sure. So, yeah. yeah, yeah that mean, makes sense. Looking at this, looking at this album cover, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm 43 years old now. Yeah. So, when this album came out, I'd have thought that this was a record for men of my age. Okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and... It doesn't fill me with excitement. No, it really doesn't. And knowing what I know of Chris Rea, the, the couple of songs that I would have been able yeah. to name, uh, if you, if I looked at this album cover and went, oh, this is more Chris Rea, I'd have gone, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I can see where this is going to. Yeah, so this is playing into all of my preconceptions gotcha. at the moment. Okay, okay. Um, just in terms, I found a couple of things about Chris Rea in general. Okay. Uh, just, uh, I mean, this is his 11th album for a start. He's been around forever. Yeah. In 1973, he joined a band in Middlesbrough, where he was born, called Magdalene, which apparently earlier had included David Coverdale, who left to join Deep Purple before nice. Katria got there. Uh, he was in another band uh, called The Beautiful Losers, 
who who won the Melody Makers Best Newcomers Award in the same year, 1973. Nice. He's been around for a long sure. time. Yeah, he's a, he, he's a rock style walk. Yeah, he really is. And he'd always played this kind of slide guitar style. He yeah. taught himself that. Uh, you know, so he, he he would say that his influences were people like Ry Cooder. Um, that that sort of again that open road style that that. That's what you're yeah. feeling through that. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a it's a roadman blues. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, and you know, and I don't mean roadman in the kind of the the the, the grime sense of like. Oh, yes. I didn't even know that as a phrase. Roadman, you know, roadman. I certainly do not. Oh fucking how do you not know roadman? You've not been listening to hip hop for the last ten years. No. How? <laughs> road, 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 roadman's like a man from the streets. Is like a, do you oh, know what I mean so like a bit of a gangster, like like the the the, uh, the archetypal uh, roadman kind of piss take was uh, fucking what's his name? Michael Dapper's character was called um fuck's sake uh quick maths what's it what the fuck's the name of that character oh um big shack oh yeah big shack yeah all right okay fucking hell man how old are we well this is the thing i have no idea about any of this shit roadman is you a roadman you know you have to wear high v's no i mean you might have a puffer jacket on right i mean you know roadman's gangster do you know what i mean it's derogatory derogatory turn don't be a roadman you know what i mean waste man Oh, Wasteman. You say Wasteman, now you're talking my language. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're fucking right I am. <laughs> Naming and shaming. Yeah. Uh, after... We're so street. We're so street. Aren't we, though? Aren't oh, we? God. Yeah. You were DJing hip-hop at the weekend. And that is true, but it was all, you know, pretty much between 87 and 95, the stuff I played. You going to do it again? If they do it again, yeah, they, they want me to come back. Wicked, man. Yeah. Shout out the night. I did get to play... Uh, Lethal Bizzle Pie. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the most recent thing I, I think I did. What's what's the uh, what's the name of the night? Uh, it's straight out of Brighton. Okay, and it's at the Green Door store. It was a Green Door store, yeah. Uh, I went once. It was really good fun. Yeah, was good I, fun. I wanted to come this weekend, but I couldn't. Anyway, yeah, we don't anyway, much. Uh, sorry, uh, so then, uh, career-wise, uh, his first studio album was 1978, his first solo one. Right. And uh, it was called Whatever Happened to Benny Santini, and it had the single Fool If You Think It's Over, which okay. is another big one of his. Mm-hmm. And it was really big in the States. wasn't big in the UK to start with, but was uh, like a number one in the adult contemporary or whatever mm-hmm. ridiculous chart they have there. So that got him noticed over there. And it was then re-released in the UK and went got like top 30 or whatever. But he was kind of instantly big over the, in America. They put a lot of money behind him, the label. And the next two albums flopped to fuck oh really no nothing at all no sales so by kind of the early 80s they were there was apparently one album where he gave them the tapes uh said here you go here's the album mix this produce it whatever they didn't even mix it they just put it out oh fuck they were like fulfilling contract and just that was that so they weren't interested anymore but then he had another surprise hit in the mid 80s and and got big in Europe. Suddenly started playing dates in like Germany and right. Denmark, places like this. Got a support gig with a Queen, I think, on some tour. Okay. And basically got from there, then started to go back again and get big. And so it was the mid eighties onwards was what his kind of big fucking steep climb, yes. where he was doing selling out actual stadiums and being a, a chart. Okay, so I mean, I mean, uh, for a man that has got a record called Journey, man. Oh no, is it Clapton that's got that a journey? Clapton, yeah. hey, it's Clapton. Yeah. I see. I mean, that's the thing to me in my brain. Clapton yeah. and fucking Rear are interchangeable. Definitely. Uh, and yeah. I, so I'm. I'll be honest with you. I, I like that story. I like that kind of the fact that he kept grinding and came back. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, yeah. that 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 is an interesting story to me. Sure. And I. So I'm going into this album 
as I said, we always try and keep an open mind. I'm going in with some trepidation, but I'm interested to hear what it is because I've never, I've, I've got a lot of preconceptions. I want to hear, of course, what that is. Okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so should we get in there with track one? All right, let's do it. So track one is the title track, which is Auberge. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip it, obviously, because the album version of this yeah. is seven minutes long. But the way that this starts is with uh, like some whistling, like sure. a man's just whistling, and then he starts his car, mm-hmm. then there's a little bit of kind of widdly wanky kind of guitar notes, and all the way I was listening to that, I was like, oh, fuck, man, so far, so Top Gear. Uh, yeah. Like, for, it's, like, it's like you can imagine him putting on his, his uh, leatherback driving gloves oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, for uh-huh. an additional purchase. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I was like, okay, so far, so Clarkson. And so we get to about two minutes 52 before the riff kicks in. It is, it's forever. Yeah, it, absolutely. So we'll start it from around about there, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So my first thought is, I quite like this. I remember, I think we said at the end of the last podcast, I remember this being quite jaunty. Yeah. And I thought it was okay. I remember this from the time. I thought it was all right. This little slide guitar bit. I... Yeah. yeah. And I really like those little slide guitar kind of accents there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, really like those. Right. And then there's a the little... And what I like, there's a bit of horn in this, but it's very subtle in the mix. It's not overplayed. Right, okay. And then his vocal comes in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Riley Chris I really like that voice. Okay, yeah, okay. Right, that's like, interesting. Evaluating that, I'm like, I really like this voice. Yeah. Right. right, that lyric there, yeah. stop this now, right? Sometimes I swear this body's got mind of its own. Yeah. That's how all bodies work, Chris. <laughs> we've, we've, all, uh, all the bodies have got a mind of their own. That's that, that, I mean, that's how it all works, mate. I see. Well, You're not a biologist. No one had told Chris really. <laughs> this is, you know, he's on a journey of discovery for this, some things. And this is the weird thing, man. Like, I mean, I've talked extensively about stadium white man blues yeah, on yeah stage. Sure. and i am generally not a fan of it and i am no one is more surprised than me by how much i like this song all right so you you really did like properly enjoy it it wasn't just this is all right i know i really enjoy this oh, song I say, okay like i like yeah. to the point of like i will put this song on a compilation and listen to it again right i really like this song oh blimey i'm all oh, right i'm surprised because i think it's i think it's fine i think it is good i like i think his voice works really well on this um, there are other songs where I think it's a bit too much, but that gravelly sound yeah. that he has, I think, works really well on this one. I just think I think the riff, the main riff, is really good. Like uh-huh. the kind of the, the, the rhythm of it, that slide guitar, which yep. you know, I was glad. You know, obviously he's playing is yeah. really good. And as we get into the song, there's some like really kind of uh, kind of deep backing vocals that kind of mm-hmm. punctuate things. And it, I just think the whole thing's really well put together. Okay, um, yeah. and. What I like about it is it's not it's not as showy as I expected it to be. It's not like as uh, everything's quite restrained. It's a, it's okay. a jaunty song, but everything seems to exist to serve the song rather than like a guitarist's ego, which is often oh, okay, right? Which is you know again, I go into Clapton territory. There's a lot of really kind of wank, like kind of guitar wankery, yeah, taking center stage. And this is like, oh no, you've written a song. Right, and this sure. is what you know, and I, yeah, I really like this. Okay, cool, cool. There was, I mean, there's a review at the time uh, of this one, uh, and it said, "This is Ria at his best, the perfect combination of Dar Straits framed vocals and Ry Cooter styled slide guitar. Yeah, the type of song to play loud during driving. I mean, and, and it is absolutely that. Yeah, but I'm, like I'm surprised that you like like it 
in a you know above zero way rather than just going this is fine I'm, I'm, no, no, I, 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 I really like this. I've had it stuck in my head uh-huh. for several days. I, it's, well, I, I put it on a couple of weeks ago for the first listen. Yeah. And I went, oh, I like this. And I thought... Did oh. you remember it at all? From did, Whenever you played it? No, a little bit, yeah. It was, but, okay, but I didn't yeah. remember the... I remember the, the name, because obviously the word all barge is quite right. a... And I I remember bits of it, but I didn't. I I certainly didn't like it when it came out at the time. I had no relationship with it. I think. uh, I think my next door neighbours' mum and dad had it on CD. Uh It was one of those. I think they may have even got it from the Britannia Music Club. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no. Which is always parent music to me. Yeah. Um, And yeah, but no fucking fair play. You know, and I. I mean, as much you know, I went into this with probably some bias to not like it. Mm Hmm. Unconscious, yeah, but, oh yeah, but you got. But, but I like it, and I'm not going to lie about oh, it. I man. really enjoyed it. Good man. You were talking about the, the backing vocals. I did find out that one of the backing singers on this is a woman called Carol Kenyon. Nice. Uh, she's a session singer. She worked with uh, Chris Rea since 1982. She's also she did the backing vocals on Heaven 17's Temptation. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a, her. That's a fucking great song. Oh, indeed. I so I it says backing vocals, but I imagine that's her doing higher and higher. Temptation. Yeah, I imagine yeah. that's her. So that's, she was also in albums with Duran Duran, Pet Shop Boys, loads of like, 80s big bands. Sweet. Yeah. So, Sounds uh, great. Um, the video for this, because I looked at the video as well, this mm-hmm. is this was the first single. Uh, it was, this was released in... This was his biggest single at the time as well, wasn't it, in the UK? It was, yeah. 19? Uh, 16? One of those numbers. One of those numbers. I didn't, I didn't um, write it down. The video for this is really quite bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know... You know, someone will probably come up with this concept. It's shot in sort of down the side of a building in an alleyway. The car is in the background the whole time. But it's lots of different shots of stuff happening in the alleyway. Chris mm-hmm. Rea there throughout. There is a, a strong man comes in. Uh, oh, and he's got uh, the naked truth painted on his chest. So in that line where Chris Rea goes, this is the naked truth, he flexes his muscles. And then Chris Rea takes a light bulb out of his pocket and goes, this is the light. Because oh, yeah, that, exactly. This is a bizarre concept. There's a man sewing up some guitars. There's a, a child dressed as like a, a little ragamuffin tramp from Charlie Chaplin's yeah. film. There's a woman as a Moulin Rouge dancer. It's all over the place. Well, this is peak. This is peak uh, MTV territory, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, but uh, it, people it were thro- cheap. I know, but people were throwing every kind of fucking weird idea at videos in the hope that MTV would be like, "Oh, this is True. visually arresting. We'll put this on." Right. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, I, I guess it's on on paper, maybe it looks good because there's lots of ideas and lots of different things. Yeah. But it looks cheap as fuck and it's just con- kind of confusing. Yeah. I, I, I've got a picture of the video in my head. I haven't mm. seen it. Is it, right. is it in black and white? Almost. Almost. Uh, yeah. yeah. I see, I was, I, yeah. I, I've never seen it. Didn't know it. Except for the blue car in the background. Oh, fuck off. Exactly. All right. Okay. Well, look, uh, but there you go. Okay, I'm, well, I'm not going to let it spoil my enjoyment of a very nice song. Fine. Whenever, here's the thing. Whenever you put it on a compilation... Uh, on one of your your Spotify playlists, yeah. Are you going to put this seven minute version with a two and a half minute intro, or are you going to look for the single version? Oh, just I mean, I, I will it. look for the single yeah, version. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I don't need I don't need to hear Jeremy Clarkson finding his keys. I don't. No. Do you know no. what I mean? I don't need that. That's I not... think that's a weird thing to do as track one on an album, especially because this is the era of CDs where it's, you can't just go to the the needle and drop it yeah. or whatever. That this is, it's it's not forcing you to listen to the first two and a half minutes, but it's kind of forcing. Put you it to as think. a separate track. 
There you go. Yeah. yeah. But it's a strange one. Open the album with two and a half minutes of sound effects. See, I sometimes like a big build-up onto mm-hmm. it. Like, the example that's just coming straight ahead is uh, 1993 by Naughty by Nature. Okay. It's just got like a kind of a big repetitive chant with kind of weird sound effects in it, right? And then it, right. And then that kicks straight. That's, that's track one. It kicks straight into track two. How long is that? About a minute? Two? Probably, yeah, but two minutes or something it, like it's that. It's quite yeah. long. Okay. It's, it's, it's a big... It's a big thing, but... but there's something about the intro that makes the kick of the first track. Because I could just skip to the first track, sure. but without it, it's not as good. Like the Victor okay. Vaughan album, uh, Vaudeville Villain as well, has got a similar thing at the start. And the two things, it's like it's like uh, Parabola by Tool. It's ah, always right. better if you listen to Parable first. I see, okay. Uh, you get that big swelling build. I should should point out that the new Tool album came out last Friday. Yeah, yeah. And it's very good. <laughs> I think everyone was quite happy with that, yeah. weren't they? I I'm I want to make the case for doing a. It's completely out of brand for us, but I want to do a special on it, on the new Tool album. Yeah. For this 1990s podcast, we yeah. do. You're not going to let me, are you? <laughs> what the fuck? I, <laughs> I know you fucking stickler. When we get to whatever 93, whenever yeah. they've got opiate out or something, yeah. then maybe you make me we sick. do a Tool special. If uh, just everyone, everyone that listens to this that likes Tool, just remember that Chris is the bad guy. Anyway, <laughs> I'm the man. Yeah, Stick. you're the fucking man. I'm the man. Yeah, Stick point fucking, fucking finger, finger up, up your ass. ass. Right. Okay. Um. Right. So should we? Yeah. Have we done enough on this. Should we I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm. Where were you? So I haven't even really. Where were no, you on this? Cool. I like it. I do. I don't. I don't think I like it as much as you. But I do remember enjoying it at the time. Right. I think that was a nice little pop tune and. It, when it, I heard it again, it came back to me. It's like, yeah, this is fine. This is a, a good wee tune. I, similarly, I like the sound of his voice on this. Yeah. I do like the slide guitar uh, in that it's, it's not overbearing. Yeah, I tell you, the sync about his voice, and I'm trying to work out whether I should say it now, because it didn't come to me until quite late in the record. Oh, okay. And I went, the sync about this that reminds me of something else. Oh, okay. And... And that's where I clicked with it. And, and I, no, I I liked it through, and then I went, oh, I think this is maybe why I like it so much. Okay. Hold it. I'll wait until we get to that point. Yeah, record. because I have, there's a song coming up where I go, oh, he sounds like this to okay. me. So I wonder if it's the same thing that you think. I wonder. All right, well, okay, let's, we'll, let's, we'll, let's keep let's that, we'll keep right, that. So track two? Absolutely, let's do track two. Track Go- two. Gone Fishing. Gone Fishing. So we're going big chords. Yep. Got a, is that a Hammond or is it, is it, I mean, it sounds like a fucking it sounds like a what do you call a fucking well, accordion? Co- accordion, but it's not. I don't think. I thought it sounded like brass instruments to me. Well, maybe yeah, no, it does sound like a horn actually. You're right. Uh, I was thinking it's kind of like the uh, the Hovisad horns. Mm. I'm gone fishing. Right, now the lyrics of this are ridiculous. This is, yeah. Right, I feel like Kermit the Frog should be singing this. I I thought, I, mate, uh, right, I'm stopping this, because my note yeah. says, this sounds like a piss take song he might do in a Muppet Show appearance. <laughs> but that, that, absolutely, it reminded me of Kermit doing his, uh, it, it's not easy being green song. Right, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that is exactly what I thought. That's crazy, isn't it? Fuck okay, right. okay. But I look... <laughs> It's a song about saying fuck it and buggering off, isn't it? Yeah, getting it's, out of life, uh, yeah. just being by yourself. Yeah, go, go, yeah, gone fishing is like a, you know, it's like, because he says later on, oh, I don't know anything about fishing, but I'm fucking going, basically. Yeah. He doesn't say fucking, obviously. <laughs> Chris Rea, he doesn't swear, no. Got a kind of big soaring kind of kind of keys bit in the back, isn't it, mm-hmm. and stuff. And everything I know about me yeah. knows that I hate this song. Right? Yeah. I fucking don't know. What? <laughs> no, this one. I like this. Oh, I think this is awful. I really like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> really like this song. <laughs> is this because you've just uh, come into a period where you don't have to go to work and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm go- I'm go- I've gone fishing, mate. Maybe. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I, I and I, I, I did, right, because I've double checked myself on this song several times because okay. I've gone, I like this. And all my, every bit, of th- everything that I know about me goes, you don't like this. Yeah, you're so, so I've gone, so I've, I've, so I've been through this. I've been going, okay, is it because I like the first one so much that I've just gone, so I've gone, I've gone out and I've gone, well, I'll just go back and listen to this in isolation. Uh-huh. Still like it. Really? Like this song. Oh my God. Like this song. Fuck I think it. this is dreadful. Well, I've, I, wow. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm going to present no tangible argument to, to why, <laughs> to why it, it isn't, right? But okay. what I'm going to tell you is that I like There's it. something there. And I would be lying to seem cooler if I told you no, I didn't. No, brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I do not understand. <laughs> I don't get that. I just think it's a, a nice little refrain. It's gently put together. Uh-huh. There's there's just uh, there's, there's something in the melody that I really like. I like I like the kind of the soaring yeah. uh, background. And I just think the whole thing works as a composition. Wow. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm very happy with this because <laughs> I think this is so bad. I think the lyrics, like, like you said at the top, they are ridiculous. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. It's, it's rubbish. It's a very, it's, you know, inspirational poster quotes. Uh, yeah. It's got a bit of a feel of one of those um, Randy Newman songs that you get in, oh, uh, in Toy Story movies. Yes, definitely. It's got an element of yes, that to yes, it. Yes, yes, right? yes, right. But I don't find, but I find those really cloying and I don't find this that. And no. I, I, I think it's something to do with the gruffness of the vocal. Okay. I think as soon as he started singing that... God, fishing. <laughs> like, oh, mate, this is this is a, a parody. Isn't I like it though, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's like someone doing a Louis Armstrong impression. Uh, well, all right, fair enough. I've but got. I'm very pleased that you like it. I enjoy that, it, man. That tickles me. Yeah, I'm sure. I, 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 can, I can see. You're, I got nothing from this. Your Irish eyes are smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I really wow. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm in the middle of an existential crisis. That I could don't know. be it. But yeah, yeah. Chris Rea is just hitting your uh, your your midlife crisis Ma- bones. Maybe, man. I'm fairly sure I've had my midlife crisis. That's but true, actually. Yeah, you're you're on the other side of that shit. I started doing stand up comedy and I got into American <laughs> football. What else <laughs> <Yeah>. do you need? <laughs> that and the full breakdown I had. Yeah, well, oops. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, okay. Brilliant. That's t- mate. You're two for two. Two for two. Two for two on a Chris Rea album. Strongly as well. <laughs> it's like, for you so far, this is better than that Queen album. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. Right, uh, do, absolutely wonderful. Should we do track three? Yeah, sure. So track three, right, it's called You're Not a Number. You're Not a Number. See, that's nice. Yep. Yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's a nice little lick. Really nice. You can feel your nerve endings. They've been dead before today. A little upward inflection at the end. That's mm-hmm. nice. Okay. You can feel them rising. This is the song that his voice reminds I went, oh, that's nice. Like, on, 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 the, on that intro there. You got grease on your fingers, oil on your face. Happy completely chasing the pace. That's not some car Happy reference there, isn't it? That's the racing cars. Potentially, yeah. Grease on your fingers, oil on your face. Yeah. I mean, I've written here, this is so top gear. Oh, God, yeah. Not in number. 
That little guitar chasing in behind. Yeah? Yeah. There's a new sense of freedom. Yeah, look. And there you go. Ah, I fucking like this one as well. Do you? Yeah. I really like this one as well. Okay. Like a solid four-bar blues song with a nice slide guitar in it. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know whether it's about retirement, rebirth, or just having an affair. It's one of those things. It's very Top Gear in its thing, but the fucking feel of it, I like. It's got the re- Again, you've got nothing too showy. You've got the restrained use of horns in there. Guitar work is really good in uh-huh. it. I mean, again, I can imagine this one on a long night car drive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm driving home from Morton Towers. Everybody else has fallen asleep in the car. I'm just like sitting there enjoying it. You know, I'm, right. Fuck. I, yeah, as I say, I, wow. might be, I might be going mad. Oh, this yeah. What, what have you done? A lot of drugs this morning. No, fuck, brilliant. I haven't had oh, two man. coffees. I'm surprised. I don't dislike. I tell you what, I, I right, disliked gone fishing. I thought right. that was a bad okay. song. This one doesn't do anything for me at all, but it's okay. I think yeah. there are some things like that. The intro is a nice little, uh-huh. uh, very gentle intro, and his voice at the start, yeah. I thought sounded like Leonard Cohen. I see. No, that's not that's not the reference that I've got. Okay, but I understand Leonard. Yes, there's an element of Leonard Cohen, and yeah. certainly the person I'm thinking about was certainly influenced by Leonard. Cohen. I see. Okay, fine. Okay, and it's not Nick Cave, by the way. But, oh, okay. because, but there, fine, is, yeah. there is an element of Nick Cave in it as well. Okay. I think Doctor John was the other one I had as well. Oh, fucking Doctor John. Yeah. I see. I can't think of Doctor John without thinking of that uh, Pat and Oswald bit where he's talking about Doctor John showing up at a backyard bar backyard barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Can't remember Werewolves and Lollipops by Pat Oswalt is one of my favourite stand-up specials. Is that the one with the KFC thing? Uh, it's the one with the first KFC thing, oh, fam- right. fa- famous bowls. Right. Yeah. The, the, the on the on the next one, that's when he does the comeback and he goes to the KFC uh, uh, testing centre and it's got the mega leg. Oh, the mega leg. That's what the I fucking mega leg is one of my yeah, favourite right. things in the world. But anyway, sure. All right. Well, th- this one I get from this. This sounds to me again. Just saying again. This sounds like a midlife crisis thing to me because he's kind of saying on the lyrics there's a new sense of freedom come banging on your door deep down inside you you've seen it somewhere before you're happy to find out even this late you're not a number yeah this is about this is about someone being caught in the grind whether that that's what i was saying i don't know whether mm-hmm. it's about an affair or whether it's about retirement yeah. or whether it's about just yeah like, like you say maybe a midlife crisis just discovering something it's about that moment where you just like Go, ah, oh, do you know what? Fuck it, I can do something else. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe that's why it's resonating with me at the minute because I just, right, sure, you yeah, know, I'm just giving up work to do comedy. So, yeah, uh, no, good, well, be then. If there's another song later on, which is about six months' time when you're having to sell your house and fucking <laughs> regretting all your decisions, I'll probably come back, come <laughs> back to that album, one in six yeah. months. Yeah. Um, but I, I did get the, I, I took from this some of the racing car stuff. But like I say, with the grease in your fingers, oil in your face, and it sounds to me like apparently he's always liked uh, racing cars. Yeah. But around this time, he took part in one of the British Championships, and it sounds like he's just fully got into this hobby properly. Yeah. And it sounds to me like a forty-year-old man getting into racing cars well quite possibly and, that, and that's that's and, quite possible also but and thing people say about midlife crises obviously it's sort of oh you're just trying to get back your youth and stuff there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing lo- wrong with wanting to still feel youthful and relevant and all those sort of things and so if yeah. if, if whatever he's doing is saying make do do your thing so that you can still have fun in your life yeah yeah. See, the thing is, like, I can't, from a personal point, of view, I've been through that thing. I've been through that thing where I start getting really worried about aging, mm. and like, I, I kind of got to the point now where I don't really, 
I'm kind of embracing. Oh, you've been like that for a while. I'm embracing middle age, man. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I've, I've started doing woodwork. I've bought some power tools. Yeah, you did as well. I'm enjoying Making it, mate. A table. I'm enjoying it. I've got a corgi. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, I still dress like a fucking idiot, but yeah, we all we all dress like we think we're twenty three. Krista, you're wearing like a you're not dressed like you're twenty three. You're you're wearing a very sensible oh, sensible the, the jumper. jumper. Yeah, I mean you've got a pair of trainers on, but that's about it. Trainers and, and jeans, which really should have been in the bin a long time ago. Well, I mean, look, man, you're. I think since you since you started doing pub work, you've become quite a sensible dresser. Well, I have started wearing shirts a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I haven't seen you in a skin tight Beastie Boys t shirt for some time. Well, that's because I'm. Five stone too heavy for a skin tight Beastie Boys t-shirt. We're all five stone too yeah. heavy for a Beastie Boys skin tight t-shirt. True. All um, right, well, okay, you're three for three on this. Fuck me. Yeah. Wow. I am. Wow, that's brilliant. Well, should we? That's uh, brilliant. Should we? Should we take a short break from this yeah, and yeah, dig into where we're we going? Singles uh, or albums? Albums. albums. We'll do albums. the albums. We'll do albums first. We've been. Doing, this is our twenty-first episode of this, and I still can never remember whether we do albums or singles <laughs> first. <laughs> no, I never can. Now, okay, we'll do the the uh, top ten albums. Right. All right, so let's do the top ten albums of this week. And the week we're looking at is March the 3rd to the 9th of 1991. So it's immediately after last week's Alita Adams top ten. And, as usual, there's fuck all change in this. Let's uh, quickly go through. Number ten, Gloria Estefan's Into the Light. Number nine, Best of Free. Number eight, Chris Isaac's Wicked Game. Seven, Simpsons Sing the Blues. Six, Elton John's Best Of. Five, Queen Innuendo. Number four, Madonna's Immaculate Collection, still at four. Nice. Uh, three, George Michael's Listen Without Prejudice, which again seems to be going up again. Because yeah, I mean, we must be on a big single, yeah. Uh, and then two is Alita Adams, which we did last Great. week. So it's down to two. Uh, other albums released or in the charts this week. I think we talked briefly about Twin Peaks before, and you weren't a fan. I thought you were a fan, but you weren't particularly. No, I've never made it. I've never made it through. I will watch it at some point. Yeah. I, I, I'm like I said to you before. I'm, I'm not the biggest David Lynch fan in yeah. the world. It's no, like I was, I was you know, thing. Well, the music from Twin Peaks was uh, number twenty-seven. I do like the music from Twin Peaks. Oh, the Angelo yeah. Badalamenti. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that album. I remember that being quite a cool and very critically acclaimed album at the yeah. time. People were well into it. Uh, well, it, it's twenty peaked at twenty-seven this week. Great White had an album called Hooked, nice, uh, which peaked at 43. Ice Cube, Kill It Will. Kill It Will. Kill It Will, number 66 this week. That was the, as high as it got in the UK charts. Okay, fair enough, man, yeah. fair enough. Uh, but, I mean, it was, it was the it was the, the mid-session uh, EP, wasn't it, basically? Yeah. Was it six? It's got Dead Homies on it. Yeah, exactly. Poor is it, And is it JD's Gafflin? No, JD's Gafflin's on uh, America's Best Oh, America's. oh uh, you know, Jackin' for Beats. No, Jackin' for Beats is on... Uh, is on uh, America's Most Wanted as well. Oh, is it? Oh, Pretty remember. sure it is. Let me let, yeah, me, let me get a let me get a, a definitive. Okay. Oh no. So no, these things are on here, but they're but these things are all on uh, the album as well. Endangered Species Tales from Dark Side, which is the Chuck D song. Oh, yeah. That's on yeah. America's Most Wanted. Right. Jackin' for Beats. I'm fairly sure it's on America's Most Wanted as well. Get off my get off my dick and tell your bitch to come here. Right? <laughs> That's a great one for charades. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that is also on America's Most Wanted. I'm fairly sure. Is the it? product, I don't think, is. Oh, right. Uh, Dead Homies definitely isn't. JD's Gaffling Part 2. Okay. All right. Um, and I've got to say what up. Okay, so kind of odds and sods. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Fair enough. And the other one I saw was the New Jack City soundtrack was released this week as well. Nice. Uh, and I don't, I never, I didn't see the film at the time at all. But I do remember the Ice T track, uh, New Jack Hustler. New, New Jack Hustler, thank yeah. you. New Jack, New Jack, New Jack Hustler. Yeah, H U S T L E R Hustler. I remember loving that at the time. 
But uh, album-wise, that's all I've got for this one week that we're looking at. So n- nothing major, ticking along kind of thing. Um, we will, in the next couple of podcasts, be getting some new new blood into the top ten. But at the minute, that's kind of just really is just a sure. rearranging. Of well, these, I mean, look, that's the thing, that's the thing with these one week yeah. releases. You know, the, you know the 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 chart back in those days was a slow moving beast. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you turn you're turning around. Uh, Turning around cruise ships. Oh yes, very much. Yeah. So okay, there you go. That's what we've got top ten wise. Back cool. into Chris Rio. Yeah, let's do it. Track four is called Heaven. And this was the second single of the album as well. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this one, this was a lot more, I think, of what I was expecting going in. Yeah. It's kind of like lightweight Procol Harum, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have expected this from Chris Rio, because I think this is, I don't I don't see him as ballads, you know, but I I can see this is this is the, if, if someone said, like, Chris, you need to put out something that isn't Oberg's and another upbeat John well, see, one. Yeah. I mean, what I mean is, is that it's this kind of ponderous, elegiac guitar kind of playing with the vocal. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's about very much enjoying driving. It is. It's like being on the road. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of very poorly scanning lyrics in this. There's things where he's mm-hmm. really, really forced the syllables. Oh right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this one doesn't really do anything for me. No. No. I mean, I. I wasn't sure if this was a song about being on tour, and so it's very specific to him because it's like being on the road, and heaven being the destination where, where his, his partner presumably is. So heaven mm. is waiting at the end of that journey, uh, or or I didn't know if it was just about having a job and having to drive all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was about the freedom of the open road. I'm in heaven because I'm I'm out and I'm free and I'm driving around and I'm having a lovely time. Oh, I see. I no, I. I mean, again, from reading the lyrics, I thought it was that heaven was waiting rather than heaven was that. But maybe it, maybe it's. I'm that in way. heaven. I, I, that's, that's the lyric, isn't it? I'm in heaven. Do you mean the lyric is, "I'm in heaven, do de do de do heaven"? And, like, you know, I mean, I, and, I, and I stood up last week. Uh-huh. I stood up for uh, fucking. Well, I can't even remember what the, the Queen lyric was. Um, dilly dilly oh, doo dilly. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, hoopty hoopty doo. Yeah. Hoop dilly dilly hoop dilly doo. So I stood up for that, right? And I, but I, but I, I didn't. I didn't care for this bit. I I burst out laughing when he did that doody doody I mean, heaven I, bit. I I I, mate, I laughed as well. I can't <laughs> what lie. The fuck, mate. Yeah. So I mean, this 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 uh this breaks. Uh, this breaks the run see, for me. Okay, this so one, not as into this one. Right, this midsection has start, not started well for you. No, I've got, okay. I got, no, I got nothing else to say about this one other than, I mean, I, I don't want to keep saying very Clarkson, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to. Uh, yeah, and so this one, yeah, it doesn't do much for me. No, this reminded me, this sounded to me like a, a David Brent song. Uh, you know, it's it's that, Equality it's Street. so worthy. Yeah. It's so heartfelt, all this stuff about 
driving. It's like, fucking hell, man. Yeah, Calm down. Yeah, leave it out, son. The video for this as well is shit awful. Yeah. Uh, there's sort of various close-ups of his face singing interspersed with shots of, uh, like, big lorries on the motorway and close-ups of the wheels turning and yeah, signs going past at night and this sort of rubbish. Right, okay. And it, there's even a bit where the this lorry pulls into a petrol station and just fills up with some four-star. Like, I mean, I doubt it's four star, mate. In '91, well, surely it'd have been a diesel at that oh, point. That's very true, actually. Come on, mate. No, you know, well, yeah, like... your fuel types. <laughs> if you don't know your fuel types, are you qualified to talk about this album? I don't think I am. <laughs> I genuinely don't think I would be allowed to. Uh, oh, but this hell. is a fucking weird one for a second single as well. I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I'm guessing it's uh, a swipe at going. You're still very much in the at this point. A, a single is a tool to drive albums. Yeah, that's sure. where the profitability yeah. is. So maybe so it's radio. So maybe it's like, okay, well, this is one feeling of this. This is the other feeling of it. So if you oh, like this okay, and this, yeah. then, you know, oh, we, you know, we got everything on that. Oh, on if, our... if you didn't like Auberge, yeah, don't you worry. Like this this yeah. album's a smorgasbord. Right, sure. Of it reminded hits. me a little, and I don't know whether it's just because it's called Heaven, uh, but the intro reminded me of Clapton's Tears in Heaven. Yeah, that's that, very. That, I got that feel. That kind from of big, it. kind of slidey guitar. Yeah, and, yeah. Slow, fair enough. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, um, but no, I think this is dreadful. I think this is absolutely. Well, there's awful. a point. Had, had Tears in Heaven been a big single fairly recently? I actually don't know about the chronology of that. Yeah, that's possible. Because if it had, then that would make sense why this became a single. True. Anyway, right. Yeah, let's, but let's, this this only got to number fifty-seven. So the the great British public also agreed that this okay. was fucking dreadful. Oh right, well, let's not bother anymore with it yeah. then. Let's go to track number five. Set me free. Why don't you, babe? Why don't you, babe? So, slide guitar. Plinky. This reminds me of the intro to Texas, I Don't Want a Lover. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't want a lover. <laughs> Wake up. See the morning light. This is you. This is today. I mean, this is one about fucking liking driving as well. To get it right. Aren't they all? I mean, the, I mean uh, look, dude loves driving. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but this is again right. This is a long song, seven minutes long. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's also kind of in two halves. The second half is instrumental. Without a doubt, right? And all of this first half is boring. Yes. And then 4.22, I think it is, possibly. Uh, it's around yep, 4.22. Yep, yep. It goes up tempo and into the slow low. And yeah, I, and I like that bit. It's, it's, a, uh -huh. it's a bit of a toe tapper. Yep. It's well put together. It's good. It doesn't warrant a seven minute song. Right, sure. And I, as we discussed earlier, the new Tool album out is out, and well. there's nothing below eight minutes on that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so I've got no problem with a long song, but it doesn't. It, it is, it's a game of two halves, Larry. It, well, indeed, yeah, it very much is. Um, I like the second half. Don't like the first half. I think the second half is fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I really love like the second, yeah, really the second like half of, of this song. Is my favourite bit on this album. Okay, it's yeah. it's not mine. Yeah, but I I I, I really like it. I, it got it really got me. I I played this a few times over, and I must admit, because I'm such a fan of the second bit, 
I'm I'm prepared to forgive the first bit, possibly more than you are. Okay. I, I, I still would skip it. I don't I don't give hate it. A choice. it. I don't hate it, but I, I think, think it I works. think it's a bit boring. I, yeah, I, I think it's yeah. Yeah, I you know kind of uh, you know I mean just uh, get to, don't bore us, get to the chorus or the four minute instrumental bleed yeah. out. Uh, but if, if I right, I'll play from kind of the first where it gets into the instrumental yeah. bit here. It's like when November rain kicks in. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. Bam, bam, bam. And there's like whatever two minutes of this. Yeah. But it does. It keeps on building, and it's a a really good little. Yeah. No, I I like this. But I'll tell you what this reminded me of. What's that? I only found out recently what this song was and who it's by. Okay. And the thing is, you will have heard this song, but is this the 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 theme music from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's by the Eagles. Oh, okay. It's called Journey of the Sorcerer. Oh, nice. Yeah, and absolutely when it kicks in here, but this, it, it's the 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 dun 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 bit from yeah. the Chris Rea song reminded me of this. A little bit of uh, kind of guitar coming in. So once it does that, it's different, obviously. But yeah. the, the strings and the guitars, etc., reminds me of that sort of feel of it. That's great. Yeah. No, indeed. So that, that's. It reminded me of that from the the instrumental bit. I like that. It just fucking reminds me of a business trip I once had to go on, right? I used to, I used to work it. I won't name the fucking company, but I used no. to work it. And there was this odious man who was the director, right? Right. And I used to have to work in different countries. I had to go on had to go on a business trip with him and like his second in command, who he was clearly fucking, right? Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Uh And like he knew I liked music, and he turned around and we went. Only two worth bothering about: the Eagles and Eric Clapton. Wow! And uh, that was the okay. only two worth bothering about. In that's all of music. <laughs> 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 Fuck your Beethoven. Had he just like got uh, again probably some uh, CD collection of Britannia music, and he only just got the E's. <laughs> he was Eric. Just, and he was Eagles. just a cunt. Wow! An awful cunt. I can't, I can't have another rant about people. I no, indeed. Them, <laughs> well, you can, but you'll run out of them at some. Shout point. out to my friend Matt Butler, who we used to work there with. Oh, is that right? He, he okay. fucking slagged that bloke off in one of the most hilarious ways I've ever seen in my life. Nice. Anyway, right, okay. So, yeah, okay, okay. well, we, we we both like that one yeah. in varying degrees, but yes. both really solid on the end. Absolutely. I think that the lyrics, that the first half where he's actually singing, yeah. there are some clunky, clunky lyrics yeah. in that. I don't think that works. I don't think lyrics are his strong point, if I'm honest. I don't think there's anything on here which is... You go, oh, that's a great line, or that makes me feel something. I don't think he's got that in him. Well, I mean, there are there are bits like in that third song. I think there's a, a kind of a plaintive mm-hmm. simplicity, uh, like a kind of an everyman kind of yeah. way of putting some things across. I, I, I do think he. I don't. I don't think he's a terrible lyricist. I right. think. I think he is a. He's a lyricist capable of terrible lyrics, and he's never like a profound. Poetic lyricist, but I do think no. that he he sells 
concepts and ideas quite well. Some of these songs, yeah, yeah oh, okay, I, do. I, I, I get, I get saying I mean, it's, you know, it is, you know, it's all with a reservation. It's all with a reservation that it's a little bit kind of root one and clunky, and it's within us. It's got a certain affectation to it, yeah, right. But you know, it's not like authentic in that. Okay, oh, this is this is the the working the, man, yeah, right. Yeah. But at the same time, I never feel like. I never feel like it's outside of things that he truly loves. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, no, I, okay, no, I I definitely would agree that he's speaking from experience and speaking from the heart or whatever you want to say. I don't think he's uh, embellishing or making stuff up. I just don't think he's got a particularly good way with words. Okay, I know what you're saying, but it never annoys me in the way that some of Sting's stuff is. And, right. you know, Sting is arguably a better lyricist. Yeah, oh, indeed. I remember some of the stuff he was... The, the the verses he would come up with would actually make me go, I can picture, you know, the sea or the Northumberland yeah. uh, docks, etc. This, to me, is a bit rhyming dictionary. Uh, okay. I, right. I, I mean, I, I think I'm, I give it a little bit more slack than you do. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, okay. you know, again, it's not going to win a poetry competition, but sure. then again, if you win a poetry competition, oh, you're probably a cunt. Mate, exactly. That's not something you'd brag about. Uh, right, shall we move on to track number six? Red Shoes. Red Shoes. I, I, have, a, I have a very immediate question about this song. Let, oh, let, very let, immediate. Let, let it play. It's like, and it is... Is that a fucking tuba? That's a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> What? Is that a fucking tuba? Why has this happened? Okay, just a stop, pause for a second here, just to shout out uh, Rob Moore Holland's very, very funny bit about a tuba. Oh, absolutely! Yes, in his backyard. <laughs> is it? Is it my moon tuba? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to give a shout out to Rob Mulholland there. He's got a podcast called uh, Rob Mulholland Has an Opinion. Very, very funny. Fucking northern cunt, lanky prick. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a guest on it at you some charmer. point. Not too disappointed. I mean, he is though, man. Uh, but yeah, check out his podcast. It's very funny, and he's got a, a special coming to YouTube soon, which I was at the recording of oh, uh, nice. in Edinburgh with the uh, the show that we saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been videoed, and that's coming to YouTube soon. So keep. Your oh, eye out. One, Big right? shout out cool. to Rob Mulholland, good dude. Lovely, lovely. Uh, but yes, that is a tuba. That is yeah. absolutely a tuba, and there is no place for a tuba in this album. I, I don't believe so, no. No. Um, immediately, if you put a tuba on, it sounds like a comedy song. It yeah. sounds like, oh, this, are we at the circus? Is there yeah. are there some clowns coming round and throwing buckets of confetti? Apart from there's the one exception, isn't there? Yeah, yeah tuba labels. Oh, my Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> the Exorcist, you know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Tub- tub- tubular bells? Yeah. Should yeah. I say it again? No, please, never. Tubular please, bell. no. Oh, okay. um, and also the lyrics on this one. I don't understand no, why I mean, this is a thing. I, I, I mean, there is either, there is either a deep uh, allegory underlying this that has not crossed my mind at all. Mm. Or he just really wants some red shoes, some red shoes. for for reasons that uh, remain undisclosed. Yeah, it's like the the entire song is kind of about if you if you're kind of like uh, down your luck and a bit of a beggar or whatever. Red shoes are the the biggest thing you could get as a treat as a present. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's like what, the lyric here is when misery is all there is, you've got nothing to lose. So come on and buy me, come on and buy me some red, red, red shoes. I mean, I think you'd probably be better off with a tent or a sleeping bag. Absolutely. Some food. Yeah, yeah. Get him a Big Mac. So, yeah, look, for me... Mm. Um, I find this very the, annoying. Yeah, there's no real hook to this. No. It's very generic. And uh, I, I made a note here. I said, look, this is one of the shorter tracks on the album. Yeah, just um, under four minutes. Yeah, and but it, it, it still outstays its welcome. Oh, it's straight. Well, as soon as that tuba comes in, yeah. I'm like, skip. 
next, yeah. pass. That's not a good idea. I'm in a tuba. Do you he made a video of it and went, I'm going to put this on oh, YouTube? No, um, no. No, God. What? Ugh. I'm not well. You can't do this to me. <laughs> Fuck it, Christ. <laughs> okay, I don't get this one bit. I think this is uh, a duffer. Right in the middle of the album as well. Yeah, it's a duffer. It's yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's a space filler. And on a, I mean, we're reviewing this as an 11 track album. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah true. We, we should mention at this point. Now, yeah. the, the, the Spotify version of this is 12 tracks. It has a song called Winter Song on it, which was a, a release uh, that became a hit after yeah, was, the it, albums came out. So they included it on later releases. Um, but. Uh, as is our want, we are not we are not uh, reviewing it. We're reviewing the album as it came out and Precisely. was number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. This is the version that was number one in '91. Yeah. So yeah, there, there was another song around this this point in the album, I suppose. But yeah, for for our purposes, this is bang in the middle. Absolutely. So right. So we're gonna do. We'll do track uh, seven. Yeah, which is called "Sing a Song of Love to Me." Now this doesn't start well. No. At least, compare compare it to the last one. At least I know where I am with this. Yeah. I'm not confused at all about why there's a tuba coming in. This is, oh, it's a love song. Yeah, it, it, it's very it's very cliched. It's very yeah. uh, hotel bar. Yeah. Yeah, late night, smoky atmosphere. Yeah, and this is the thing, right? If I heard this song, if I was, you know, if we were in, in, in Edinburgh again and we were in, like, a kind of a lobby bar... And this guy came in, I'd be like, oh, this guy's got a fucking good voice. Sure. Oh, yeah, well, it's, yeah. Not, you know, it's kind of thing I'd have a drink, a cocktail and listen to. Right. But I don't want to hear it recorded. No, no, this is, I mean, this is just... I'm, I'm starting to lose a little bit of, uh, of my goodwill for this now. Okay, right. We're, which we're, is a shame. We're on a, a downward slope at the minute. This, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not... There's no life to this song. No, it's... There's no uh, spark. No, it's uh, it's procedural, really. Yeah, I also, uh, in terms of lyrics on this, I find that I thought there was an element of self-pity. So it's not just, um, okay, a love song to someone, you know, and therefore a nice thing. Uh, there's something about, yeah, I've seen some days and had some times. Lucky boy, I hear, can hear you say, you think my sun does nothing but shine. So it's like, he's saying, you look at me and you see a pop star or whatever, mm. but I'm damaged. I have my 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 issues or my my woes. Like, yeah, but don't fucking tell me about this. I don't care. Oh come off it! You're a fucking grunge fan. That was the entire. Yeah, but that was a high entire oove. Not, not in a song called "Sing a Song of Love to Me." Well, I mean, you know, no, that's come on. Let's let's talk about duality of meaning. He's a he's he's allowed to have a little kind of, uh, a bit of you whinge. know, kind of, well, he is. He's a, you know, but I am Peggy Telly. <laughs> Is that the Klein? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pagliacci, whatever the fuck it yeah. was, I don't know. But, you know, you, you can have that. That's a that's a good trope. I think that's unfair as a criticism. But Yeah, it didn't jibe with me. Well, I mean, it didn't jibe with me either. I'm just, I was just saying I don't, I don't think that's a... That's a I mean, yeah. you know, any criticism, criticism is reasonable, but I, I think you've been unfair there. Possibly. But, Possibly, because uh, yeah. I did not like this song. Yeah, no, I didn't either. No. I didn't either. But, you know, there's no need to put the boot in. Rubbish. You just don't like the bitch you don't like, you know? Fucking hell, mate. Well, it's most of it on this Who one. Who hurt you? Every, Chris Rea, right now. <laughs> yeah, hurt me. Yeah, didn't like this. Nothing else to say on it. Nah, no, it's a shame because, I don't know, I suspect he's got a good, very meaningful love song in him. I'm mean, fucking hell, this is his 11th album. He's probably got one in his back catalogue yeah. that I've never heard. Yeah. This is not it. Sure. This is not the one. Well, look, um, so, yeah. right, okay, so we are, that, that was track that was seven. seven. So we're two thirds of the way. Two thirds of the way through. So, for me, doing a little review, first, First three songs, 
three for three. You're, you're a straight in three for three. Three yeah. for three. Uh-huh. For me now, the, those four, I am, I am two uh, half to two thirds mm. for four. Right. So I'm three and two thirds for seven. Which puts mm. it just over halfway. Sure, okay, well, which is actually a lot better than some of the albums lo- we've done, you know. A lot better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, hugely better than you thought it was going to be, and a lot better than most of the albums we've done this season. Yeah, apart so from Jesus Jones, which, yeah, which was solid. Bad. Anyway, right, okay, so let's take a break now. Let's get to singles. Yes, indeed, right, do top ten singles. So, most of the top ten is the same. Okay. But number ten... I'm going to play some of this, and I'm going to have to play this off YouTube because it's not on Spotify. Wow! Really? And there's actually quite a few of the other singles that I'll come on to in a bit that aren't on Spotify. Okay. It's, it's it's one of those weeks. But number ten, mm-hmm. one of the worst songs ever recorded. Okay. I think I think we'll have to agree on that. If I like this, it's going to be hilarious. I'm not going to know. No, no. Fuck it. Right here we go. <laughs> Tell me when you get it. It's funky and it's funky and it's polite. You can do it by Is it the stomp? Yes, it is. <laughs> Fucking hell. Halen Pace. <laughs> the fucking stonk. I think I think oh. I think a guy that a, a friend of mine had this on seven inch at yeah. the time. Yeah, fucking awful. And I was a Halen Pace fan at this time. I remember enjoying their TV show. Yeah, I yeah. bet if we go back to it now, it's dog shit. Oh, and I bet you it's you uh, couldn't I bet, say these things I, I, anymore. I, I, yeah, I bet it's I bet it's racist. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's racist, and I bet there's a lot of uh, homophobia going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this this song was a comic relief one, obviously. Yeah, and it's. One of the worst things I think that's ever existed. Yes, yeah, it's, it's dreadful. It's awful, awful. It, it's it's like if everyone who recorded the Blues Brothers had just had a massive stroke, <laughs> a massive stonk, a stonk. <laughs> well, again, the stonk. Fucking hell! And it's like they try and do slightly dodgy lyrics, you know. But it's best done at night. The stonk. So, fuck! Please don't do this. The video for this because again, I had to watch it for because it's not on Spotify, so I had yeah. to actually watch the video. And because it's comic relief, they've got. Loads of kind of TV personalities. Right. Yeah. And it's people that you would expect from that time. The comedians. I think uh, Jim Davison's face is on there at wow. some point. Uh, but at one point... Why is Jim Davison doing anything for African kids? <laughs> they didn't tell him. Yeah. Uh, but at one point, all of the Mary Whitehouse experience are on there. Oh, do, no. Doing one of the most forced kind of little dances. And they don't look happy that this is oh, happening. Mate. Yeah. Like Newman and Badil just glum faces while while the stomp is going on. <laughs> I'm going to watch it just for that. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's fucking dreadful. So that's number ten. Uh, and once we're past that, the rest of the top ten is you know amazing in comparison. Even though it starts with Alita Adams, Get Here, number nine, uh, number eight, Free All Right Now, seven, Expansions, Move Your Body. Then number six, mm-hmm. uh, new new to the top ten this week. Whenever I was, I saw This Is Six, I was like, oh, yeah, that song. And then I got it for this, and I went, yeah. I've never heard this before in my oh, life. Okay. I, I, I was thinking of something totally different. Let me see. So, see if you get Let it. Let me see. And this must have been quite big, because it hangs around for a couple of weeks. Right. In the top ten. Ringing a bell. Is it? A little bit, yeah. Right. Because I was getting nothing. I was like literally nothing from this. I need 
Glenn Medeiros. No, but it does sound like that, doesn't it? It really does. Oh, yeah, I've heard this before. What is it? Um, Oh, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, in the words. I do it, yeah. Oh, fuck, who is this? Because I love you. Um, oh, yeah, okay, that's the title of the song, is Because I Love You. Yeah, Because I Love You. Um, and there's a brackets as well. Brackets, the postman song. Which is a terrible bracket. Is it a one-hit wonder? Uh, I, well, yes, I'm going to assume so, especially over here. I think maybe he did more in the States, but this is the oh, only time I've ever I, seen. What, what, what's the name of the artist? I can't, I'm not going to get it. Stevie B. No, I would Stevie never. Stevie B, because I, I love it. it. I, I remember the song, though. Yeah, the back of my mind I do, yeah. Oh, okay. I, but I, yeah, I, would have, I would have never got Stevie B. Nah. No, I think whenever I was looking at this going, oh, Stevie B, I remember that. I think I was actually thinking of The Adventures of Stevie V. Oh, yeah, well, uh, Dirty Cash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I put that on. I was like, oh, I have no idea what this no, is. I, I, I remember the song, but only in, really? a, like, in, a, in a kind of, uh, as I heard it, it's coming back to me. I see, right. No, oh, well, fair play. You're, you're still, you know it more than I do. Uh, number five is Nomads, I Want to Give You Devotion. Number four, The Source, You Got the Love. Three, Simpsons, Stupid Bartman. Two, Madonna, Crazy for You. Mm-hmm. Still, whatever re-release that is. Maybe it was a fucking live show. Maybe we should release it for the live thing. So I, need, I meant to look into that. And Don't I know. Uh, and up to number one this week is The Clash, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Cool. That's moved up to one. Yeah. Uh, so there's your top ten. In other bits of the singles chart, there's a few little bits here. Uh, number 15 this week. I'm going to play this, but not in a guess what this is, because you won't know. But just to have it underneath there. I remember this coming out. This is The Charlatans over Rising. And right. this was a single they put out between the first and second album, and it wasn't on either. This was kind of like an EP they did. Okay. And I, I remember really enjoying this. It's very Charlotte's, as you can hear. But I do remember thinking this was a, a really good little stopgap. And again, it was one of the ones they still play these to this day. I think it was a, a big one for the live show. Uh, so that was number 15 uh, number 16 continuing the uh, kind of indie theme uh, shout out to Cy Sharp for this one Ned's Atomic Dustbin nice happy this is called and I I was a, a definitely a Ned's Atomic Dustbin fan at the time and I remember this one coming through it was after Kid with TV which was the one that first heard and uh, this was this was one of the ones that then was the next one to get played in the indie clubs and I fucking loved it as well right, fair play in, in a you know jump around the the dance floor away in a shitty little sticky floored indie club it did it for me Neds and, and actually I was very surprised to see that it got to number 16 because I thought that was quite high for a Neds track you know I didn't think there was that many people buying it in 1991 but I'm wrong apparently Fair enough. Yep. Uh, then there's a couple I'm going to have to do off YouTube again. This one was number 23. This isn't in your face. No, this is... Um, this is... Is this... Is it... Oh, wait, no, it's not in there. It's, it's not in there, it's not in there. Fucking... Uh, alternate? 
No, but one of those. around that time, exactly. It's another one of those ones. Uh, Enjoy. This is okay. uh, Adrenaline. All oh, right, fair enough. Yeah. And there was, there was quite a few of this sort of stuff coming out in the charts at that point. Uh, and I don't think I ever had this one, but I definitely remember it being around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like I think, like you said last week, proto rave. It was yeah. it was really at the the start of when that got popular and went into the charts. Sure, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you can go a little bit earlier, I guess. I mean, what bomb the bass was like. Oh yeah, but no, but this is the charts. Yeah, yeah, for the, sure. The, the big, the big popular stuff. Whenever yeah. it was, oh, you see it on top of the pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, enjoy. We're at one of the front of that. Uh, that got to number twenty-three. Uh, I'm jumping now to number sixty-five, and. I, whenever I was queuing this one up, I was like, I don't know if Dave's going to know this or not. Because I loved this at the time. Okay. I loved this. But that was because someone had put it on a tape for me. Sure. And I've since, you know, I, I think at the time I bought the 7-inch, I've since bought the 12-inch of this. Um, but I'm not. It, it wasn't a big tune, but maybe I'm wrong. Let's have a look. You ready? Yeah! Crosstown traffic. Yep. Yeah. UK hip hop. Yeah, um, they're from High Wickham. Anything? Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't know the tune. No, oh, fair enough. Uh, it's Caveman. I was going to say it's Caveman. Fuck me. Oh, I was right. gonna, literally was going to say it's Caveman. Oh, oh, yeah, Caveman. It's called I'm Ready. Right, okay, fair enough. And that was, was the first I heard of them. I was, gonna, I was literally going to ask you if that was fucking that caveman. Was caveman. Right, there you go. Fuck's uh, sake. 65 in the charts, which I think is pretty decent for a UK hip hop. Yeah, yeah. One of the early ones that they did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and in the video, which is obviously very basic, it's them sure. in a room. Uh, but there's lots of shots of Tim Westwood. Westwood! Uh, a, a young Westwood in the background. Fucking hell. Can you imagine such a thing as a young Westwood? Oh, actually, that's true. Did it ever really happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah no. He, he was in forever. his mid 30s at that point. <laughs> yeah. A young Westwood. Yeah. Uh, so, K okay, Man, I'm ready there. Don't even get to choose my own joints now, man. <laughs> that was a good impression. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, and this one, this is number 76, and I'm playing this purely for myself. No one else is going to know this at all. Right. I enjoyed this at the time. Uh, again, I think this, I bought this in sort of a 50p singles bargain bin right. a week after it came out because no one okay. cared. And they don't even have a Wikipedia page. There's nothing. There's no website for them at all. Right. I'm trying to look up some facts. Oh, I remember these guys. There's nothing. But I remember this. This is just a nice little jangly indie pop tune. Uh, and whenever, whenever I saw it, I just brought it all back. I, it, this makes me happy. It's very ordinary and very obvious. But the band is called Fish Monkey Man. Of course they are. And the song is If I Told You Once. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it's very basic. But when this chorus comes in... I mean, I, I would I, I mean, I mean, would say that, like, the only thing I'll say about this song is... 
any members of Fish Monkey Man are quite likely to uh, listen to it. Yeah, we should we should we should uh, put it out with a hashtag Fish Monkey Man, and I guarantee <laughs> you someone from but I wicked mean, man. I'm, I, I love stuff like that. I love it when there's a song that you, that's got some meaning to you that you care yeah. about and whatever, man. I, yeah, I, I could be an absolute prick and take the piss out of you for it, but no. I, I'm not going. No, to. no, that did that made me very happy to hear that again. Yeah. And again, it's not on Spotify, obviously, and. You know, there's a rupee shit upload of, yeah. uh, you know, a chart show video of it. Whatever. I'm, I'm good with that. Number 76 this week. Fish Monkey Man. Fair enough. Yeah. I feel like we're in a real fallow period for like, like, like something about 1990, we were getting a lot of kind of stuff coming out. like, mm-hmm. gonna, And I feel like we're not hitting those touch tones at the minute. It's not quite. Weird, we really it? aren't. Um, and I don't know whether it's because we... For the last season, whenever there was a three-month number one, yeah. there was so much that I could go, well, in this three months, this was released and this was released. And we're not getting that on on this sure. series of one Well, weeks. I mean, that is that is true. So we're getting maybe one each time rather than four or five. That might be it, but it's not. It's not genre-defying and defining, rather, and going to no. blow you away. It really isn't. Okay, but such is life, man. All right, well, look, let's get ourselves... Uh... Well, back into the uh, arse end of Chris Rea. Yeah, let's let's yeah let's go let, let's bring up the rear. Hey, the rear. Bringing up the rear. Nice. Uh, okay, I'm fine with that. Right, bring, yeah, all right. Fuck yeah. it. Um. Well, right. So next one's called Every Second Counts. Yes. The uh, the name of a popular uh, Paul Paul Daniels uh, game show. Game show. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And yeah, were you thinking that there was something missing from this Chris Rea album so mm-hmm. far? Because. I mean, I was, yeah. I was, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, mate, there's something just lacking. There's a flavour missing. Flavour it is. So hopefully we'll get into that. Let's yeah. see. Here's every second counts. Ah, uh, fuck, it's gone Calypso. <laughs> we got a little bit of reggae, mate. Calypso. No, I'm, I'm going Calypso is the word I'm using Are here. You? Oh, I'm saying reggae. Calypso. Mate, you can't spell reggae without Rhea. <laughs> and an egg. <laughs> You can say the same about Elton John. You can't spell <laughs> reggae without reg. Yeah. yeah. This reminds me. I don't suppose you ever played the. Uh, I don't suppose you ever played the computer games uh, Curse of Monkey Island, did you? No. Or no. Secret Monkey Island. No. Because basically that was a very very good set of Lucasfilm games, point and click kind of adventures. Right, yeah. Really fucking funny. Uh, but set in like the Caribbean, uh-huh. like Pirates of the Caribbean, and they all had like these kind of calypso soundtracks to them. Really, and it just remind like the the song just reminds me of like kind of wandering around the island doing ridiculous things with rubber chickens. Uh, <laughs> okay, rubber, rubber, rubber chicken. If you, anyone, it, it, it'll be a reference that's completely lost on anyone that hasn't played those games. But yeah. rubber chicken with a pulley in it was one of the items that you found. Oh, I see. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant right. games, man. I like to the point where weird to the point if you if you're looking for something fun to do, just pick them up and run them on an emulator because they are really oh, good yeah. fun games. Oh, there's yeah. probably an Android version of it now, isn't there? Oh, but, yeah, I yeah, think there is, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. I, okay, that, no, that is completely over my head, I must admit, that reference. Yeah. There is a hint as well, right? I right. mean, for the, not, it's not it's not Donnie Wahlberg territory, oh. but there is a hint at moments of inflection here of doing the voice. Okay. Just here and there, there are little moments I'm like, oh, <laughs> you are. <laughs> is, is he just like, scraping the... Uh, the tip of it. Yeah. Look, right, we're talking about we're talking about a blues album. Yeah. Right? We're talking about a blues album. Yep. So, right. And look, if if you want to get into the kind of argument about cultural appropriation, blues music is black music. Absolutely. Uh, but there is something about the calypso thing that just makes me a little bit queasy. <laughs> sure. It does. Well, this is a bad idea. 
I mean, it's awful, man. Yeah. I mean, lyrically, it's about, uh, I guess, like a risk-taking go-getter. Uh, Bit of a maverick. Oh, because like he can't slow down. He's yeah. racing the wind, that sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and like when juxtaposed against uh, a laconicist as such as, I mean, I'm just thinking, is this like a kind of a guy that's that he's encountered whilst doing his driving that he thinks drives a bit too fast? Oh, okay, right, a bit of a a road road bastard. Yeah, road bastard. <laughs> yeah, that's what you should have called this song. Um, <laughs> There's a one-minute strings outro to this as well. And then it kind of breathy vocals at the very end as well. Yeah, I mean, I've just put why. It's a terrible, terrible. I mean, it's, it's the worst idea he's had so far. This is, the wor- this is the worst song on this record, sure. I think. Yeah. I don't, right. don't, don't like it at all. No. No, I, I mean, in terms of what it's about, I wondered, was it an analogy for time speeding past and uh, whenever you get old and everything gets left behind? And so time is the the thing that is that won't slow down. And I mean, quite on. quite possibly. And so it's getting older, and yeah, again, it's looking back. That's what I quite don't know. quite possibly. I, I I was every second yeah, count. You know, I think it's readable in different levels, um, or it's just about cars. Yeah, or it's about, or maybe yeah, maybe it's about just not stop, not stopping and looking around and enjoying the experience. Sure, so who knows? But yeah, anyway, yeah. and I, I've got I've got nothing else. No, on that. this is fucking rubbish. Let's go to the next one. Rubbish. Okay, number nine. Then. Looking for the summer. And this was a single as well. This was the third single. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So like you know, I like that. But this, that kind of. It reminds me of those songs that uh, are supposed to be sound like a train. That kind of got haunting feel to it. Uh-huh. It's, it's all those minor keys, you know. Yep. And like you know, lyrically, it's about you know, kind of springs coming. You're looking for the summer, right? Uh-huh. And you know, as we sit here, you know, we're in early September now. You know, looking out, the weather is starting to change a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, summer turns to autumn, and all of a sudden, you start facing that shitty prospect of the winter. Mm-hmm. That kind of all, that seasonal change. Okay. I, I, get, I get it. I quite like this. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a mellotron or a synth or, or maybe. maybe it's, what is that? That kind of. It sounds like a hammer, a high, high end. Yeah, it kind of almost has slightly the theremin in it as well. Oh, okay, but yeah, I, think, I think you're probably right. It is. Yeah. I think it's a, a Hammond. There's a sombre edge to this song, and, yes. and I do connect with yes. it. Okay. I, I do connect with it. I, I, I can't tell you exactly why I like it, but I do like it. Okay. Um, the, just the whole feel of it. Yeah. I mean, right. Is it about being horny? Going out there and getting laid in the summer? I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, it is. I, I read an interview uh, in, uh, he did in 91, and... To quote Chris Rea himself, it says, The idea is fundamentally a guy is looking at his daughter, so let's hope it's not getting horny, who is now just about in her teenage years, and he sees her turn away. She's looking to her summer, like she's spring looking for the summer, and then he, then in autumn, is looking back and remembering what it was like when he also looked for his summer. So summer is kind of... Your, your youth, your prime of your life. Yeah. And so some people, for some people it's ahead of you, for some people it's back. Yeah. And so it's, uh, there's also a bit in the, I think, third verse where he's talking about his partner, his wife, and how they uh, dealt with each other's growing pains. They both looked for their summers uh, and helped each other and were there for each other in their summers. Oh, okay. Like they grew up together in that. Uh, that that's quite nice. That's, that's it is. A, no, it is I, nice. I want to pull that from it. But, uh, sure. No, I, again, uh, this is this is a, 
I, I wouldn't say I love it, mm. but I do like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a, a solid a solid seven out of ten on this one. Okay. Yeah. This reminded me of something very specific, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. There's a, the, the, again the feel of it, that rhythm, that that little mm. like I say that train track, whatever you call it, rhythm, and the feel of it. I don't know what it is, but the closest I got was maybe a Springsteen song that I have in the back of my head. Mm, okay, uh, I can, I can, something, I can something feel along those lines. Yeah, I can see that. If um, anyone else is listening and going, no, you're definitely thinking of this. Please let us know yeah, because there's something to... in my head where I'm going, yeah, it's like that, and I can't quite get it. Cool, but no, I like this one. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's solid, sure. decent. The only thing I thought was a, a little bit kind of strange on this because if you if you take his version of this where he's talking about summer being uh, your happy time mm. there's a bit at the end of i think the verse three where it says and still i stand this very day with a burning wish to fly away i'm still looking looking for the summer which fair enough he's saying you're still hoping that there's good times but it sounds to me because in that verse he's talking about the times with his wife yeah he's still going yeah no hopefully hopefully that wasn't it Hopefully right. those really good times. That wasn't it, you know, because they were all right. But I'm hoping summer's still coming, please. Oh, mate. Uh, that was like, I just thought, no, you don't say that out loud, do you? Well, I think you might be examining the analogy too much. Very probably. Maybe it doesn't hold up to that level of scrutiny. Very probably, yeah. Right. yeah. But no, I thought this was okay. I thought this was passable. I understand uh, why this would be a single, because I don't think there's that many other singles on this album. Mm-hmm. And this is a radio-friendly track. Yeah. Uh, the video for this, again, has his, the, the Blue Sports car in it of course, mm-hmm. and it shows just various generations of people uh, in summer, obviously, uh, in sunny days, on a beach, uh, driving along, uh, finding each other, whatever it is, uh, all being very happy. Okay. Yeah. yeah so like, a... like that one. Okay. okay, cool. Next one, and you, my love. I have a weird bass line. It, it gets a kind of like walking bass line. It's, yeah, it it's very different to the rest of it. It doesn't feel like it fits. Right. See, I kind of like it, but... I think one of the things I like about it... It reminds me of some like ABBA songs, and you won't like that at all. I, I just put it's a bit of a nothing track. It's fine... Oh, well, I, I think it's a bit rubbish to be honest. But I still like the vocal in it, and this yeah. is where, this is where the vocal. This is where I got my reference point. I went, oh, oh right. okay, all right. Let's wait till he comes in here. I do not sleep tonight. I may not ever I'm trying to think what that reminds me of. The sins of the past when, when I say it, I think you'll get it. Because so okay, there's definitely there's something, but I don't know. Together. I went. Oh, I sounds like Mark Lanigan. Oh shit. Yeah, that really does. It really yeah, does, doesn't it? Really, okay, sure. Right. Yeah, okay. And I know the reason. What they want. See, the thing is, right, at 3 minutes 30, this mm-hmm. song is done. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it goes in a similar way to when we went back to uh, Set Me Free. It goes into like, an instrument of it. But whereas... That, that excellent guitar work and instrumental bit really lifted the previous song and changed it. I don't think it does that. No, I've it's, got it, a note that the, the, the two-minute outro yeah. on this is balls. It, yeah, it's just... Un, it's it's just... It just doesn't really lift it in any way, shape, or form. It's not, it's not, it's not like offensively bad or anything, but it's no. like... But it's just like, oh, well, you, you just, it, you're just it, chewing time, really. Yeah, and this is the one, I suppose, where you'd feel where he's showing off a little bit yeah like, yeah okay here here's two minutes of guitar work yeah and it sounds like work 
you know, to get through that. It's, it's, I don't think sure. it's good. And not like W E R K. Work, work, work it, work girl. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, nothing else for nothing me on, on that this. one. No, I, I couldn't understand what it was about as well because uh, it sounds kind of mysterious, a little bit ominous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't understand whether like, is the devil coming to take your girlfriend's soul or something, or is she dying? I don't get this drama. I don't understand what the song is trying to tell me. Right. Okay. But uh, so it, I, it confused me, and it bored me at the end. I didn't didn't get anything. Yeah, no, it was, it was like I say, a bit of a nothing track for me. But I did get the the vocal revelation. So sure. So, it's, it's, so if nothing else, I got that. Okay. Well, thanks, Chris. Yeah. Okay. That's right. It. So Bonus. last track on last this one. album is called "Dimension of Your Name." Time goes by, and every single tear it must have well run dry. So we're back in very melancholic territory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not, not anything on this is particularly happy, but this, one, this is proper wallowing. Yeah, this has got this has got some of the biggest string arrangements on. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, uh, especially right to the fore because yeah. there, yeah, there's no guitar over the top, but there's no drums anywhere else. This is all very stringy right now. Is that almost like he's going for that Bond string? Yeah, and, and I, I do have a, uh, I do have a. Uh, a soft spot for a big string arrangement, but mm-hmm. this doesn't really get me. No, I think there's nothing to this at no, all. No, I mean, it's a sad song about a lost love, you know. Yeah. All these years later, I hear your name and it inspires something in me. Yes. But yeah. it, it doesn't really do much for me. There's not, Like you say, it's, there's, there's nothing to it. Yeah. Uh, it's... Mm, I, I don't know. It's it's like you feel like you've got something to say, mm-hmm. and you've got the but it do, it doesn't like so everything I like about this album is where the things that are put together just simply serve the song. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I think about the composition, and that's when the stuff really works. This it feels a little bit gratuitous to me. Okay. And okay. I think it's a very ignominious ending. For oh, this I think album. it's a real whimper of an ending. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it, it is. It's like kind of farts its way out of yeah. existence. Yeah. So I, 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 it's a shame to end on this. I thought, but yes, uh, yeah, I would not have. I mean, a, I probably wouldn't have put it on because it sounds so different to everything else yeah. as well. Leave it as a ten-track album instead mm-hmm. of this. The eleventh, that's fine. But yeah, if I was going to put it on somewhere, I'd have stuck it eight or nine so that you finished on something else yeah exactly that yeah. exactly that now there's there's nothing again I've said it on a different one I don't think there's any life to this or any spark well that's how I feel as well and there's know? no tune to it that at least I can hum afterwards there's nothing there uh, you know and I'm, I don't mind a really downbeat melancholic song oh, but absolutely. it's like you know if, if your whole vibe is just oh this is a fucking bummer yeah. you need to you know you need to hit some beats that well, accentuate that. Sure, maybe, or, or have some actual passion so I feel your pain and yeah. your misery, or have a song that I go, this is beautiful, that I don't mind. Yeah, it kind of ends up shit. as a bit of a dirge, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it really it does. really does. All right, so that's the album. Yeah, fine, okay. Okay, so how, how do you feel about it? Um, For me, right, if we say 11 tracks, yep. I would probably be, I would be two for 11 on actually liking songs. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you right now, I really like the first three tracks. Yes, you do. That, right? Yes, you do. And I'll tell you what this has made me do. It's made me go, oh, maybe Chris Rear is the greatest hits artist for me. Okay. Maybe uh. yeah, maybe if I listen to a Chris Rear greatest hits record, yeah. I'm going to like that. But I also go, maybe it's not the singles that I like. Well, yeah, because two of those aren't singles. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But look, there are... There are there's a solid four and two thirds songs mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. there that I really enjoy. Right, sure. 
Which I did not expect. No, I was fully expecting me to enjoy this more than you because mm. I liked a couple of songs. Mm. No. I was thinking you were going to hate everything. And I, you know what? I, I, and I, you know, I was kind of braced for that as well. Like I, said, I never sure. go into it wanting that. I no, never no, no. do. Um, but I am a prick. We know I'm a prick, <laughs> right? Right. We've established that I'm a prick over the year. Um, well, and everything you think about Chris Rea builds yeah. up to your your preconceptions. So on balance, even though, even though I know it's like four and two thirds out of a eleven track album yeah. is damning with faint praise. Yeah, yeah. I would still say that this was a rewarding experience for me. Great, overall. mate. I'm really chuffed. Yeah. I'm really happy with that. Enjoyed it, mate. Enjoyed it. So mm. um, oh, here's the thing. So here's the thing. So we've got to go for. Between one and three songs to go on to our yeah. ongoing playlist. I mean... You can find uh, the playlist on our website, pclpodcast.com, yeah. which will, it has songs from every single album we've talked about. Yeah, Our absolutely. favourites. Please follow it. Like, following it lets us know that people are listening yeah. to it, okay? Yeah. Um, also, we do, a, pot, we do a, a playlist for every single episode as well. Oh, we? indeed. So, yeah, the playlist w- uh, will be up for this one. It'll be in the description of the uh, the episode, and it's got all of the Chris Rea songs, and then it'll have all the other ones we've talked about that are yeah. on Spotify. Yeah, and we, we've had some chats with people this week, actually, on, on Facebook, where, like, where people are actually listening along to the albums with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, re- uh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's Guys, let, get in contact with us and let us know what you what you think about these records. We really... You know, we, we, we would love we would love to have we, we know the downloads are out there we would love to have a little bit more feedback and uh, talk about some stuff yeah. with you guys on here I mean yeah, yeah. find us on the social medias find us on the social medias and contact us but look here's the issue right sure. for me Auberge uh-huh. is a died on it should be on here fine the problem with it is are we allowed to include a single version I would happily give us a pass to do that I think we should as well because if we can, I, I, if we can, I wouldn't couldn't put a seven minute one with a two and a half minute ridiculous yeah. intro. Uh, yeah, I, I mm, so if I, I can I, find one, I, I think if we can do it, then we should. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I think if we can't, we probably have to anyway because it's a song we both like the most. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one we agreed on. Yeah. Yeah. Now, right, no, I I can't give you gone fishing. Right. I, I, I know I that. I, I know I you really, can't give me. I, go, I know you can't like give me gone that. fishing. Right. So. The one that you like, uh, so I mean, well, the one I like, I don't like the first half of. That's how I feel as yeah. well. I, like, if I could put the second half on, I would do that, but we can't edit. No, no, songs. absolutely not. Uh, track three. Yeah, track three is your other one, so you're not a number. Yeah, you're not a number. How do you? You were like nonplussed. I'm, I'm, say about I'm that. very nonplussed with it. I think it's forgettable. It doesn't do anything for me, but I don't dislike it. So if you want to put it on, because you genuinely liked it, if you want to put it on, I mean, I genuinely like it. If you if you want to put it on, I'm fine putting but, it I mean, on. I mean, I think you know, I think this is a two, I think this is a two rather than a three. Okay. So looking for the summer, I could make a case for as well. Where were you on that? Uh, no, I didn't like it. Okay, well, let's go for track three then. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're not, not a number. Auberge, and you're not a number. Okay. Cool. Fine. All right, well, that's that then. Good. All right, excellent stuff. All right, guys, well, thank you for joining us this yeah. week. Uh, do get in contact. Let us know if you listen to this Chris Rear album, if you think I've gone fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, um, indeed, send help. Yeah. As I say, follow us on all our social media exploits. Uh, and we're about to post a video of us cutting up uh, an Alita Adams album with a yeah. power saw. So yeah. uh, hope you enjoy that. So, yeah, all right. Well, next week we'll be back with another episode where we're going to be listening to uh, The Farms uh, yes, breakthrough album. Spartacus. Uh, Spartacus, I say breakthrough album. I mean, only relevant album. Indeed, yeah. So that's next week. That's what we've got for you. Uh, Okay, that's what we're doing. Um, And yeah, all right. Catch you. See you next time, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. 
It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We are on Twitter, at PCL Podcast, on Instagram, also at PCL Podcast, and Facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is PCLPodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on PCLMusicPodcast at gmail.com. 